Hello, listeners. I'm Cece Ciccone. And I'm Kelsey Bowman. And this is Go Big or Go Decom. And Kelsey, what did we watch this week? Full Court Miracle. Which I have to say was actually kind of hard to find on Disney+. Plus. I like, it, tried to find it like several different ways. And for being like yeah. one of the only Hanukkah movies, <laughs> you'd think that they yeah. would put if, it a little bit more, you know, front and center. But that's okay. I was trying to think if there was any other children's media that had a large Hanukkah story. I know Rugrats did. Because yeah, like, well, there were growing episodes. up, right, I was like, oh, yes, Hanukkah, like, you know, my friend Tommy Pickles is Jewish, so I understand. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, there, well, there even Stevens, mm-hmm. even Stevens, they were Jewish, because I remember there was a whole plot of, uh, well, what what was the boy's name? I can't even, Shia LaBeouf, what was his name? And, and even Stevens, I can't remember at all. Oh, no, I don't remember. She was Ren, their older brother was Donnie. And then what was he? Anyway, his character every year found his presence for Hanukkah ahead of time. Oh, I remember and that. And that was like a whole now. plot line. But uh, yeah, so we we watched Full Court Miracle, a movie oddly imbued with like religious significance. And I think we will talk about that a little bit as we get started. Um, it was you- very religious. Yeah, and and it was interesting uh, for for the listeners. It's really uh, it's based in the story of Hanukkah, um, which if you don't know, it's uh, in the Book of Maccabees. Uh, the Maccabees basically um, King Antiochus or Antiochus, him and his uh, army came through and and totally destroyed the temple, and so they needed to rededicate the temple to uh, to God. And in that process, they needed to have a, a lantern lit uh, for the entire time of, of rededicating the temple. Mm-hmm. It seemed that they only had enough oil for, for one night. They sent someone to go get more, um, and it took him eight eight days to to get back so the miracle of the oil and lasting those eight days that's that's basically the story of Hanukkah and this idea that um the the Maccabees uh Judas Maccabee or Judah Maccabee and his brothers um really fought for the purity of the Jewish people and that's kind of what they're known for throughout um Jewish history about a hundred 50 160 years before jesus um that that's what happened but anyway that is basically like this story carries us through the entire movie mm-hmm. and i find it very interesting because i was trying to rack my brain of whether or not there's any other decom or really i mean disney movie in general that has any other uh religious like religious message or or religious story religious practice even Mm -hmm. at its core not just christianity but islam like i i can't think of anything no i mean even the other christmas movies we watch they're very secular christmas movies Mm -hmm. as are most christmas movies are very secular christmas movies so it was i thought it was so fun though they go to a jewish school it was really interesting i thought it was well done i was interested in like i know alex lunt Lutz who played Alex in the our main character he is Jewish in real life um but I didn't know I was trying to find out if other actors were but it didn't let me know but I mean they wear yarmulkes the whole time Uh, they do characters are male so 
they yeah. wear yarmulkes the whole time they go to a jewish school there's like hebrew writing on the board at school so the ex- yeah. expectation is that they can read and write hebrew as well yeah our, so. our main character goes to a hebrew school mm-hmm. um at, at its core so but before we get into the plot is there any background information that that we should know no, you've covered it with our background on Hanukkah. Thank you. Okay, nice. Uh, so let's get started. We're we're in Philadelphia. Go we are. We're in Philadelphia. <laughs> no, no go Philadelphia birds. Eagles. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh yeah. is the Steelers. Yeah. yeah okay. It's Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. And um, we open up and this basketball team is not doing so good. Yeah, he's discussing his terrible basketball team with his friend, Julie. And... Who's played by Cassie Steele. Did you recognize her from anything? No. Degrassi. I don't know if you ever oh, watched Oh, I wasn't like a huge Degrassi person. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I've seen some Degrassi. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he's discussing this. He's on his way to school. She, I guess, he goes to an all-boys school. Mm-hmm. an all-boys Hebrew school so um they're discussing how terrible his basketball team is essentially he goes into school he you know meets up with his friends they have a the Jewish history class that the rabbi is teaching that introduces us to the story of Hanukkah um he has a like dream sequence where like he's supposed to be Judah Maccabee and then he's like fighting the yeah Romans. it was <laughs> but it's very basketball. odd very odd <laughs> and it was just funny because it was like a filter they put on it like it wasn't necessarily I mean it was like 2003 they probably actually shot this on film so they just yeah. sort of like made it grainier as a there weren't yeah any like, like they were effects. in the desert and he was right. uh defending the people you know it's really interesting because i think what most people know about the story of hanukkah is the the miracle of uh of the oil and and that it lasts eight days because the menorah is you know what we think of um so it was really interesting that they had this whole backstory you know that that they went much deeper Mm -hmm. um into it and in a way that doesn't really make sense <laughs> um, for the story at all. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just like the idea of this kid being like leading a revolt. <laughs> Again, like, it, that's, Through just not what hap- that's just not what happened right, exactly. uh, with the basketball team. But anyway, so. They have a basketball game and they're terrible. They're yeah. awful. There's no mercy rule. I grew up playing uh, softball in softball because you have innings. If you don't have a mercy rule, you might just never stop. You may just never end a game. So yeah. I guess there's oh, no. Oh, wow. Rule. That's rough. Yeah. Well, when when I played lacrosse in high school, if a team got up by 10, they didn't stop the clock anymore because they would normally stop the clock for penalties. And then, yeah, if if a team got up, but yeah, that's not not the case here. Rabbi is the the coach, and Alex says, "You know, are you going to help us? Like, are you going to coach?" And, and and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And he turns around and leads a, oh, it's not a the cheer. Rabbi, it's M- Mr. Simowitz. Oh, Mr. Simowitz. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, he does not know how to play basketball. He does not know how to play basketball, so he just leads everyone in a cheer, uh, which is hilarious. That would be me coaching a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. they're down by like twenty points or something. They lose. They yeah. lose hardcore. So so they lose by a lot, uh, and then we kind of can fast forward a little bit to their they're playing basketball in a park, and we get uh, our savior 
<laughs> so our savior speak. Lamont Carr. <laughs> Lamont Carr, um, who is a basketball player, and Alex just kind of walks up to him. Lamont is shooting his free throws. Yeah, Alex sees a grown adult, humongous man. Just, I mean, basketball player, so very tall, you know, athletic man. And Alex says, that's my coach. And like, dips and and just walks over. And he's like, I'm going to rebound for you. And it's very clear that Lamont Carr does not want him. Like, has no interest in I mean, (laughs) if I was doing anything in public and a 15-year-old came up to me and was like, you're my coach now. I'm going to tell me your name. I'll play a game against you for this. I'd be like, yeah. But he promises to pay him. He does. And that's what wins him over. He wins him over with 40 bucks. Yeah. We we learned that, uh, yeah, he's a little bit down on his luck. So 40 bucks is a big deal. Uh, We find out later that he actually came to Philadelphia in hopes of playing for the 76ers. Um, so and Lamont Carr was a real person. This is vaguely based on a real story. Um, yeah, which is kind of cool. Carr did bring a Jewish high school team to win the yeah. championship or whatever they were playing in. They keep saying tourney. There is a tournament in a couple weeks that they're preparing for that they don't want to lose, and they keep calling it a tourney. And it felt very. Did you watch Mary Kate Nashley movies? No, I, I did asked not. There was one Holiday in the Sun. Megan Fox is in that one. And they keep saying it takes place in the Bahamas and the characters keep saying vacay. They're like, are you on vacay, vacay. with the fam? That's what they keep saying to each other. I and... saw... <laughs> so I don't know. Are you on TikTok very much? No, I'm not on TikTok. I, it's an awful habit. I don't particularly like it, but it's how I spend my time and I turn my brain off and there we are. But on TikTok, there's this whole trend of how, like, I don't know who comes, I guess Gen Alpha is what comes after Gen Z. And this fact that, like, Gen Alpha has this, like, whole language that makes no sense. Like, they have, like, tons of terminology. And, like, there's all these videos of, like, Zoomers or, like, Millennials being like, okay, so I can't say this. Like, I can't say slay. Like, no one says slay anymore. Like, that's that's the whole thing. And, like... No one says slay anymore. I, not not gen alpha and wow. and, so, and the kids will be like yeah and it's like i would never and and then the person would be like so what would you say if like someone's doing like something well and the kids will be like well if like she has a giat and i really like it i would say like go off or like whatever and then the person's like well what's a giat <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just like this forever circle of like slang <laughs> so yes. anyway we're old yeah that was the point of the story (laughs) so that he yes he wants Lamont to coach him he pays him $40 to coach them for one afternoon and well he goes home he googles he or he finds him online finds his old basketball roster looks up all his stats he was previously in the NBA and some other basketball league and then he blew his knees out basically yep and he does have a family he has a, a wife and a kid who live in Virginia. So, you know, he, and he's, so, yeah. So, um, so we need more money for Lamont to continue coaching us. Right. And because we're running out of money, um, he sets up a coffee. They're trying to sell espresso on the street corner. That's cute. It was cute. Although well, again, the kids like, it'll put your, the boo in your bootay. And again, it felt like an unnecessary <laughs> line. 
<laughs> I love I'm it. I'm an adolescent. <laughs> but but we do find out as all of this is happening that Alex is obviously super devoted to basketball. He wants his team to do well. You know, I, I don't know if they say it explicitly, but he probably wants to be in the NBA. And his mom in particular is just not on board. And Kelsey, oh. who is his mother? The mom from Cadet Kelly. The Which, same actress. I don't think we said it, but Cadet Kelly was 2003. Full Court Miracle was also 2003. So she, yeah, two films, two D yeah. films, one year. She's um, just hanging around the Disney lots. Yep. She couldn't cook in this one either. <laughs> yeah, which was funny. Oh my gosh. So the- she really wants him to be a doctor and not focus on basketball, like to right. such an extreme. Right, like to the point where I don't even think she wants him to play basketball at all. Correct. Like, I mean, she doesn't go to his games, which makes me sad. He like schedules things for him to like uh, shadow other doctors yes. and whatnot. She and... schedules an internship for him to schedule another doc to shadow doctors, which is uh, during his basketball practices. Yeah, so very and pointed. And gets upset when he doesn't want to go because he has basketball practice. His friend Julie ends up going because she actually wants to go. <laughs> Yeah, so we have some tension here. Yeah, so so Julie shows up, and then that that ends up being a big thing later because obviously this kid is really entrenched in the Jewish community um, between his school and his family practices and whatnot, and so they're not a big fan of him lying, <laughs> you know, right. like just that like you know they hold hold him to a particular moral standard, right? But the we could get back to the basketball story because that's really really what this is about. You know, there's a lot of decom basketball decoms. Uh, basketball is a really big theme i guess because yeah it's such a big high school sport i guess so yeah we have uh, luck of the irish mm -hmm. um double teamed i wouldn't consider high school musical a basketball movie but it's there um yeah i mean where would get your head in the game be without basketball gotta get you get you yeah no that's the the choreographer and I know we're gonna watch High School Musical and it's gonna come out on New Year's Day, so mark your calendars. But the choreography <laughs> is so good. It's and next level. They're... They didn't have to go that hard. They're dribbling. <laughs> Kenny Ortega, Kenny Ortega just goes there when he doesn't so have to. Awesome. Absolute icon. Anyway, Shout out our to next guy. episode is gonna be like five hours. So yeah, long. we should focus on this one. I know. <laughs> so so they're practicing with Lamont Carr. And, you know, Alex in his head, he's like, this is, this is the secret. Like he's going to teach. Well, the other boys on the team don't really like basketball in particular. So, you know, they're all just kind of there for their friend. Yeah. <laughs> Lamont like makes them extra. run 1755s, which I would die if someone, die. If someone made me, I would just leave. <laughs> it's so Sorry. funny. I like saw a, a video of the Eagles practicing and they were like jumping over things and I was like I'm I'm tired just watching you. <laughs> when they when football players run into those big fake people and then yeah. the people move, I'm like, oh my gosh. And there's other people standing on the fake people. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking They're about? They're so strong. They're so They're strong. They're so strong. It's, it's crazy. Uh these kids are not strong. Um no, so... these are <laughs> tiny, like adolescent. I noted at one point that uh, like <laughs> Right, puberty is fun because Alex's voice is like literally changing throughout. Like, there's a couple scenes where it cracks. I'm like, oh, puberty yeah. is so hard. Yeah, he's like, supposed you're to be doing amazing. Then, yeah, he definitely so. is. <laughs> so they're not a big fan of this coaching style because they're like, we're here to play basketball, not to run up and down the court. 
Yeah. Um, the thing is you have, and, and Alex is right. Alex is like, can you, I love basketball and you love basketball. Can you help them to love basketball? And right. he does, he teaches them to shoot. He really builds their confidence, mm-hmm. but it is a good point that if you like eat, sleep and breathe a sport, then doing the hard stuff, doing the drills, you see the point of it. But if you're just kind of right. there for the vibes and then They're someone's like, making you run back and forth and back and right. forth. I just want to make a free throw where you literally right. don't move. <laughs> Why are you making me run? Um, so yeah, so so there's a, a little bit of uh, of a growth there um, for Lamont Carr where he realizes he's like, wait a second, not in the NBA. These are 14 year old kids. Um, you know, they're they're not doing yeah. very well. Yeah, they might be able to get a little bit better if they run, but they're going to hate me and they're not going to play next year. So yeah, so he gets a little bit better. Um, but it's really just not a sustainable um, kind of setup for for the kids to be paying him every practice. Right. And I think it's about this time that we realize that we learn that uh, Lamont is living out of his car. Right. He is. He has a big green van that he drives around and we see that he is indeed sleeping in it and living in it um alex finds out when alex follows him some of the other boys think that he and alex think that he is the ghost of judah maccabee who was meant yeah. to so they don't them think he's of, <laughs> right exactly who is meant to lead them out of the basketball you know warfare into victory <laughs> and um so he follows him to see if he sleeps <laughs> and he does sleep it's in this it's in this van he's um you know he's experiencing homelessness 50% mm-hmm. of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and are two paychecks away from homelessness. So it's not an um, insane thing to think, but it is, yeah. I understand where Ms. Klein, because we realize we need to legitimize the situation. Um, he becomes a coach through the school. Right, an employee of the school. Yes. And, and there are some concerns that he's not safe, which I think is very, very interesting because in the movie, it's, you know, kind of, not not framed as a villain necessarily trying to you know keep him from being the coach but you know definitely an obstacle that these people mm-hmm. don't think that he's safe and it's just so so interesting to me like that is so 2003 because you know now 20 years later it's like yeah you found this man in a park <laughs> right <laughs> you know? we need to make sure he's safe um, right so yeah she- She's like, the address he gave me is fake. It doesn't exist. Miss Klein, the principal, yeah. is concerned because the address doesn't seem to be real. He's a random man that the kids found in a park and are asking to coach basketball right. and that nobody knows. And mm-hmm. the rabbi's like, huh, that's interesting. And she's like, it's not interesting. It's unsafe, which until then I'd been like, why does she care so much? And then I was like, oh, yeah, because people like hurt people. Right. <laughs> so we have right. to keep the children safe. These are like adolescent boys. So. Yeah. They obviously yeah. don't think things through. I I think it was a good little little plot point there to to include mm-hmm. that um, again because we're we're in this time with decoms where there and I'm pretty sure I watched this with my mom. I like have a vague memory that I watched this with my mom. Where families watch it together, you mm-hmm. know, and so yeah, you know, there was that little bit for the parents of like, yeah, right, this is kind of crazy um for it to happen so alex decides that he he's gonna help his coach you know this kid is 14 years old and it's just like so determined and i don't know he he's got stuff together so he connects lamont with his dad 
who yes, has his dad appears to be some sort of real estate developer mm-hmm. and owns condominium buildings or something like that and is trying to sell a condo because his dad has like paperwork that says like Schlotsky, which is his last name mm-hmm. like developments or something like that um asking if he can Lamont can live in one of the units Lamont originally does not want to he doesn't want to take a handout and they they're saying we're paying you to coach him mm-hmm. etc and so he does move into the unit yeah they kind of work out that he's gonna help get it together so that they can sell it um, right you know while, while he's staying there so it's not just a, a giveaway that he's really gonna gonna contribute and you know I, I think it's really interesting just yeah the the story of the background of homelessness and this idea that I mean we presume that his wife and child are not homeless living in Virginia um, and he's trying to support them and so in the process he ends up you know living out of his car and I think that that is actually an extremely extremely common story um, especially mm-hmm. with like immigrant families you know that it's like you go where the work is and where you're specialized and um yeah so I do appreciate that that little also an interesting juxtaposition with now so many influencers and things like that live in a van and it's just trendy and cool like that's a whole trend well what's it's it's trendy and cool and part of it is that what the the people who live out of their vans say is yeah it's a little bit of a rebellion against you know the current housing situation Mm -hmm. and this fact that yeah you know housing costs and are so extremely out of control especially in cities and so, yeah, I'm just going to live out of my van and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to make a nice van as a shower and a TV. And yeah, I, I, I think that we we don't appreciate that as, as much. <laughs> People don't want to be living out of their cars. <laughs> right. It's not, not ideal. <laughs> so we do. Bring, and then he comes over for Shabbos at the rabbi's house. Um, mm-hmm. Alex and his family, he being Lamont, comes over for Shabbos at the rabbi's house to become more like involved in the community, meet the rabbi, meet some more people before yeah. he starts coaching. It's a it's an interesting moment. It's possibly one of the most it shows the biggest cultural differences. There's obviously huge cultural differences between these, you know, white Jewish people and this mm-hmm. African American. I mean, we don't know what religious he is, but mm-hmm. Jewish being Jewish even beyond being yeah. religion is a culture and an ethnicity yeah, he, he so does, does not appear to be Jewish no. yeah he and asks for a glass of milk and then they explain being kosher and I was like I know we had to explain being kosher who is asking for a glass of milk I know it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like dessert or anything like oh you know this cookie would be really good with some milk right it's just um, randomly like I'd yeah. like some milk <laughs> yeah and it is you know I, I think it's interesting um and I think this might be why they they did choose you know to make it Hanukkah focused because I I think the Jewish people in general have such rich cultural heritage to be able to see it you know that like there's certain things you know yeah you know Christians celebrate Christmas or whatever but there's no like unified way that we celebrate it Mm-hmm. you know that can be shown um as much as yeah like Shabbos like just every week this is what we do um there's so few examples of that just in our cultural landscape oh you know in Gossip Girl um Blair's mom 
starts mm-hmm. dating I can't remember his name but he's Jewish and there's that whole I don't remember it's is it Passover where they leave a seat for Elijah yeah and people keep showing up and like in gossip world they keep like showing up to the apartment like randomly and they're like oh can I sit here and he's the only Jewish person so he's like that seat's for Elijah <laughs> yeah we made a lot of jokes about that when I was in the convent like uh if the elevator would like start to close and then it would open and no one was there you'd be like it's Elijah <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is yeah no it's it's fun and um yeah I I think I do think the I guess because both of us are Catholic and we're raised Catholic we are also Catholicism as far as Christianity goes does have the most like specific rituals you do things in this way but you know we don't do them at home as much that's true like I got an advent wreath for my son and I was thinking like this is kind of the only thing we really do at home I got the advent wreath for our family I got a wooden yeah. one for my son so it's also a toy so <laughs> there's not like flames involved um and I was thinking this yeah. is kind of the only thing we do at home as a family and so I do think those intricacies are are really beautiful yeah and, and I think it's really good too to show the side of Hanukkah because I don't know growing up all I all I knew about Hanukkah was menorah dreidel and eight days of gifts and like right <laughs> to they they really show this other like communal side of it mm-hmm. um and i i think that's really beautiful along with this fact because when i think about the jewish people and and now as an adult i've i've learned a lot more <laughs> obviously uh i i actually majored in religious studies when i was in college so i do have i got a little bit learned a little bit um but like the the Jewish people like are so entrenched with story like Mm -hmm. that's just like what they are and so I think it's really beautiful to see that played out with these kids even though it's goofy that they think Lamont Carr you know is the ghost of Judah Maccabee right but that's how much they're living these stories you know Mm -hmm. is that it's and so that's that's also something that is like yeah just culturally unique um and I don't know, did you do any research on, uh, like, the writer or the director? Of... No, I didn't. Well, I mean, the writer I, I... was a friend of the real Lamont Carr. Okay. He'd known him from his time at UVA. I think he went to UVA. Yeah. Um, knew Lamont Carr. They stayed in touch after their college friends. And the writer, mm-hmm. um, you know, knew him the whole time. He coached people and things like that. And so the writer was actually a friend of Lamont Carr. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, I. Who who passed away in 2017. Oh. Yeah. All right. So everyone's kind of on board at this point. Um, <laughs> and it's time for except, the. Except his mom. Uh, except Alex's mom. Right. So we, and then we have an issue where Alex gets a C plus on um, his Jewish history test. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying, like, you failed your test you're failing you can't have basketball his mom has a meeting with the rabbi and the principal where she's like, like alex really can't handle basketball and school because he got yeah. a c plus on one test i was like i a C plus is passing still yeah so they're gonna let him retake it but he's not allowed to play basketball and interesting lamont is like all on board with this he's like yeah you can't play like this is not what's most yeah. important Although they have a game and I realize it's a movie, but Lamont tells him in the locker room for before the game in front of everybody that he can't play because he's quote failing history. And again, I was like, a C plus is a passing grade. 
<laughs> like if you end a class with a C plus, you don't go to summer school, so you're not failing. And and Lamont's wearing a really cute suit. I thought that was so cute that he really dressed yeah, that the he part coached of, in a suit. In a, yeah, of like because the NBA um coaches for basketball coach in a suit. Although I think baseball managers are adorable because it's it'll be like the whole team and then like a 70 year old man in his little baseball uniform because they wear the same outfit yeah it is weird I don't know baseball pants are weird football pants are weird football, football coaches pants. are lazy because they're all wearing sweatpants it out makes there. sense it makes sense it's cold <laughs> but no so football pants a weird number of teams wear white football pants okay and they're basically see-through because, I mean, it's spandex, so it stretches. And when you stretch right. spandex, it becomes see-through. So then they awkwardly have this, like, extra support, like, right up their butt cracks. <laughs> and, like, everyone can see it. And I'm like, why don't we just wear a different color of pants? <laughs> like, right. Can't we all wear purple or something? <laughs> Black is good. <laughs> right yeah well but so, they have to wear opposite colors that's why so that you know so oh, from the other team. team yeah yeah mm-hmm. so but like the eagles wear white pants all the time and they can wear bl- oh. black even if they're wearing like a white top like that's okay but that's all right yeah just wear black pants i agree yeah white spandex rough as someone who like has you know even with leggings you have to like test the invisibility yeah. right. meter so it's yeah. white's not like I don't I don't wear white leggings obviously yeah, no, for no that reason um yeah so uh he gets to retake his tests kind of cute uh he he uh studied while he was dribbling his basketball and so mm-hmm. that's what he does during the test with his friends like, all of his teammates come over and help him study which was sweet it showed the yeah. team you know coming together I liked that that all yeah. his teammates came over to help him yeah, that was nice. his test. he gets a B plus or i think a b plus this time so he passes he gets to play in the tournament yeah and uh the this game do we skip right to the final game are there there games no we do have one so they won the game that he couldn't play in that Ah. alex couldn't play it and that was their i guess penultimate game Mm-hmm. because they win that and they move on to the finals without alex alex also is sassy to julie and she gets upset with him he's like why do you come to my games and just criticize me and it's like, you like i want you to be better right she's you know she's supportive she comes to your games your mom's yeah. your mom doesn't i did think it was sad that he couldn't play but he also had to sit in the stands like can you and just watch everybody on the sidelines yeah and not play it's sad I do not think that this movie passed the Bechdel test. It didn't because the only two women who have a conversation are Julie and his mom, but they're talking about Alex, which does not, the conversation has to not be about a man. Yeah. Although I realize it was about boys at an all boys school and on a basketball team. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I gave it a pass. (laughs) And 2003, like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's something that's, that'll be interesting to keep track of to see whether or not mm-hmm. um, if it happens know, more often on. yep uh yeah so we now we're at the last game of the tournament it's very stormy and this is like 30 minutes of the 85 minute movie yeah it's like the the last game is like that is yeah like the point of the, the whole, whole movie. <laughs> climax and everything is happening in the last game of the right means so no. much to him we're fighting the I think they're called the Warriors are who they're playing and their their team is the Lions which I thought was I mean just 
symbolically they're the lines that are fighting the warriors and of course we have been talking about the maccabees and things like that so i thought they picked the mascots well yeah yeah i went around it uh yeah went together oh but between games lamont tells them at practice that he was signed to a 10-day contract with the 76ers yeah so this is going to be his last time he won't be teaching them anymore and he won't be coaching them and they, like any 14-year-olds, are really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? What do you mean? And he's like, why literally the whole us? reason I came here. <laughs> the whole reason I came here was to try to be on the 76ers. The 76ers pay me real money that I need to support my family. Yeah. And I mean, he tells them they're all, they're like, what about us? Yep. What about everything we've been through? That's high school that musical. Be- that was beautiful. Thank you. Um. <laughs> uh and there there is a scene in his office i guess afterwards mm-hmm. where alex comes in and alex like i thought you liked coaching i saw that you were really getting into it and he's like i need buddy which again i understand he needs money he wants to play in the nba and alex says your family needs you which was a low blow <laughs> yeah like there are so many people i mean kid. right again 14 year old kids and he and and Lamont yells at him. Lamont's like, "Stop being selfish, Alex." Which there were some low blows in this conversation. Um, <laughs> Probably not a totally appropriate thing to say to fourteen year old. But also, things. Alex was yeah. Alex was being very rude because, like, obviously, yeah. my husband's in the Navy. We go long stretches of time without seeing him, and um, yeah. So if someone came up to him and was like, "Your family needs you," it would be really mean. Would be really mean. Yeah, so uh, finally, Alex's mom, uh, you know, is is supportive and understands that, like, basketball is important to him. They have a conversation where he explains how he feels, and he says, like, it's, you know, this is really what makes me happy. And again, she's putting a lot, he can still, when do you actually graduate? You don't graduate law school if you're going to be a doctor. You, in theory, yeah, it takes graduate college at 22, let's say, yeah. med school at 26, if you're doing everything like on track, so to right. speak. Um, and then you do, you know, three or four years of residency, you're 29, 30 before you're yeah, actually it practicing. It takes a long time. She's putting a lot of pressure I, on this 15-year-old. I will say, um, growing up, my sister, like, really liked musicals and said that, like, her goal was to be a Broadway star. And I had a conversation, it, like really low moment for me as an older sibling where we were in the car and she was talking about like you know how excited she was and like how she really thought that she would be able to do Broadway and I was like Sophia like you like don't get main roles like you're (laughs) like you're not gonna be on Broadway and she was like what and I was like yeah like Sophia and she was like there's lots of people who don't even start until they're 16 I was like yeah but the people who start when they're younger they get the parts and And it closed with her saying Cece you have to let me dream (laughs) (laughs) which I kind of feel like is relevant here (laughs) it's like like it's healthy when you're 14 years old to have these big dreams like exactly you have time. like no this little he's clearly such a short little basket she even says it at one point just like my five foot 15 year old son wants to be in the nba <laughs> he's obviously not going to be in the nba but yeah you have to let your kids dream and do whatever right. they want my son's current dream is to um <laughs> we have to drop things off at like the dump sometimes because uh-huh. we're like doing work on our house and um there is like a bulldozer in the dump like 
bulldozing the trash and that's that's his dream currently is to drive the dump bulldozer hey someone's gotta do it exactly that's what he says when when we he's like so excited to go to the dump he loves what he sees (laughs) and he's like that's what i want to do and i'm like okay babe whatever you want i love the stinky stinky dump that's his goal though (laughs) i'm like whatever you want babe i love it he's just the stereotypical kid that is just obsessed with construction equipment are you gonna get us back on track here yes so we're playing our final game lamont's not there at the beginning because he is playing a game for the 76ers and um our mom actually goes to track him down and the game's over and she says you know, I, I think you should come to the game. The 76ers game is over. And she says, Lamont, I think you should come. He says, I have to go to the airport. Yeah, to pick up his and She says, yeah, let me bring you to the game. So, or take my car to the game or something like that. And uh, at the game, there's huge thunderstorms. The power goes out. We start running off the backup generator, mm-hmm. which only has a very small amount of oil in it. The Warriors, oh. our opposing team, are oh yeah, ooh. Oh, are, I see some symbolism. Are quite a bit ahead at this point in time. Yeah. And the prince of the rabbi makes a deal with their coach, which is like, I feel like the basketball league would have rules on what happens if the power goes out, but yeah. <laughs> they just make a deal that when the oil runs out and the generator turns off, whoever is up at that point in time wins. Will win. Yeah. So the the Warriors uh, end up calling a timeout. And they, they have... are trying to run out the clock because we know there's not much oil in it. Um, Mr. Simowitz does some math to realize that we've got about two minutes and 45 seconds left of oil. So the Warriors are calling timeouts to play out the game. They're playing smarter, not harder. It's right. it's a strategy. Our characters are very upset about it. But yeah, so we get to the point there's, I don't know, maybe a little under two minutes left or a little under two minutes left of oil i should say Mm -hmm. um it's a very close game at this point there's five minutes left on the game clock and yeah the lions the the jewish team they just they're like it's it's not going to happen like we're we're not going to be able to win and that's when lamont Carr comes in and Mm -hmm. he's like you know and he says remember when the the oil was only supposed to burn for one day and it burned for eight days we should just keep playing and they do and they come back and it cut it'll it'll like cut to the generator and the oil going (laughs) up and down and there's lightning and like bulbs are bursting for seemingly no reason in the room (laughs) it's very dramatic (laughs) i did think it was cute at the beginning of the game they did like a walkout dance to this like rap version of dreidel the dreidel song <laughs> they're like dancing and it's nothing like get your head in the game because get your head in the game those are actual like professional dancers right. and these are clearly just 15 year old actors that they were like <laughs> slide to lip slide <laughs> to the right um but and then the, the rap's like dreidel 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 <laughs> it was really saying <laughs> um so it just showed that they really came together as a team even without lamont as their coach and they really believed in themselves and so yeah they're they're coming back they're playing and it ends with as the buzzer we're running out of oil it's flashing back and forth bulbs are bursting as the game's ending alex passes to another teammate who shoots on the buzzer scores and we win yeah this was also big 
his character arc mm-hmm. that yes, you know he's he no longer needs to be the star player you know he exactly he has found that it's important to have a team around him and yeah why not and then at the end of it Lamont's family shows up mm-hmm. they decide to stay and coach there and which I was thinking did I don't know of any high schools that had just a full-time coach who didn't also not full-time no right yeah interestingly my high school uh was hiring a lacrosse coach earlier this year which was always my dream I always wanted to go back and coach lacrosse in my high school and they like required a college degree (laughs) just to coach lacrosse lacrosse for you know a part-time job for three months (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) yeah the the things that require a college degree now I mean like I when I first graduated college I worked what was basically like a secretary job for five Mm -hmm. or six months I was called a program assistant but it was basically a secretary and it required a college degree and I just remember working in and being like you don't need a college degree to do this and it didn't pay very well at all I made like 16 dollars an hour and I was like cool I paid more than this for college a year yeah it's um I remember (laughs) I I had some uh work that I did with a social worker who worked for the government and so because she was a government employee her salary was freely available online had a master's degree and was making like under forty thousand dollars a year yes that's what social workers make yeah I was working at it I was working at a nonprofit there and so like no one made good money at all and then they kept being like why is our turnover so terrible and it's like because no one's making money are are you really asking that question right (laughs) (laughs) this is rhetorical or (laughs) and then it ends with them lighting the alex and his mother and father lighting the menorah for the last day of hanukkah to really bring it back to like we said the jewish religion and the rituals of hanukkah the timing's a little confusing i guess it starts right before hanukkah and it ends one of the last days of hanukkah which is only like eight days two they, it's supposed it to be like, like two a lot weeks. longer than that. oh they really? said the tourney is in two weeks is what in they say weeks. at one point in time okay yeah so in two weeks lamont took them from terrible basketball players to tourney winning basketball players nice. also one of alex's um hanukkah presents was an encyclopedia cd which <laughs> i thought was so fun, <laughs> it was fun. yeah and, the, and there's a scene towards the end where he's playing basketball with his mom and mm-hmm. lamont's family is there and julie's there and so it's just kind of a little fun yeah it was i don't know that's showed... we had like a basketball net growing up and like i i never really seriously played basketball because i'm short and like that's what we would do like my dad and i just on a summer afternoon you know you just shoot around basketball yeah and it's like super pure and just delightful it's true yeah we would we had a basketball hoop even though I mean my brother played some basketball but we were much more into baseball and softball but we would also like play wiffle ball yeah all the time or just play catch so that was fun to see them doing that like in the yeah like playing sports for fun yeah all right so that's pretty much the the end of the movie um yeah there's no there's no fun fashion to mention there you know uniforms a lot and then just like in particular yeah just the (laughs) amicus boy clothes yeah they were they wear their yarmulkes the whole time i mean the mom is mostly in a white coat to show us she's a doctor and julie wears a uniform skirt but sweatpants under it in every scene yeah was that like the the hip thing to do wear sweatpants it, it was i mean skirt? I, where i guess it didn't get cold enough in new orleans but yeah because like to and from school 
it would be cold, so you would wear pe- uh, sweatpants under your skirt. I was going to say, were you allowed to wear sweatpants under your skirt? Not, like, during the day, but you would just wear okay. it, and then, like... Right. Because I don't know, like, who likes wearing tights? So, like, people right. would still just wear, like, I don't know, like, uh, knee highs, and just to and from school, you'd wear sweatpants. Yeah. We had to wear tights. We had to wear... We had, um like, crew... We had uniform socks. We all had to wear these u- crew uniform socks all the time. Mm-hmm. And so then we could wear tights with them. But we were technically... Even if we were not on school property, we're supposed to be in the school uniform. Oh, that was not... So <laughs> even if you weren't on school property, if you were in, like, a your uniform was supposed to be, like, correct wow. and tidy. Mm-hmm. Nope. We had no discipline. It wasn't. We had a disciplinarian. Did you not have a disciplinarian? No. <laughs> We had a, a a woman whose job was to be that was her whole job. Was, that was her job title. Was did everyone hate her? Yeah, she was the worst. <laughs> no, we did. I'm we not won. gonna say her name. I I got in trouble once, uh, like around lunchtime. I was in my locker and I was looking at my phone, mm-hmm. and I think kids like kids are allowed to have phones with them now, um, but back then we were Shocking. not. Um, we're not. so I was like texting in my locker and a teacher took it and like the whole thing was that the teacher would take it give it to the vice principal and then at the end of the day you would go to her get your phone back and then get your t- detention slip and so I went up and I was like you know and she's like I have your phone and I said yes I was checking <laughs> the time and she you lied said, you were checking the time and I said yes I was checking the time and she said, well, I see that you do not wear a wristwatch. And I was like, wow, she like checked my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, so I will give this back to you. Yeah, I got ours it. Ours were supposed to be off and in our locker. Yeah, ours were too. Okay. Um, yeah, ours were supposed to be off. The only detention I ever got in high school was for having my cell phone. I was like texting yeah. my mom. I don't know why. Well, and then there was a whole thing where like, girls would put their phones in their locker but didn't lock their locker and so then we had a cell phone thief that stole a couple of girls cell phones and uh we like (laughs) this like sounds super dramatic i i was thinking about this a couple weeks ago about this whole situation so like the third girl's phone got stolen and then they like come over the announcement and they're like we are on lockdown (laughs) (laughs) And, like, administrators are going to come to every single classroom and, like, check your backpacks. And so then, like, (laughs) everyone had their phones on them. So, like, this is my phone. (laughs) They're like, oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, it was just this whole drama. Yeah, we never found out who stole the phones. They never got them back. It was just, like, wow, big, big mystery, unsolved mystery. So, yeah, so nothing really for passion for fashion. Um, I gotta be then, honest, I, I don't, this wasn't super nostalgic, even though it was 2003. I barely remembered this. I, like I said, I didn't have any memory going into it. There's one scene where they're like on the bikes and then like seeing Lamont in the van. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I've definitely seen this before. I guess I'd be interested in seeing how many reruns it had. I wonder if I'm sure I could. Find I've it seen it several somewhere. times. I've, I've okay. seen it several times. Um, I don't know that I have watched it on Disney plus, um, before, but I might've, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, yeah, the whole story I knew, but it's just, it's weird because like, there's not much about this movie that's 2003. 
it's you know, true. Like you said, with the fashion. Because it not is really so ingrained. No technology, in really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the one computer scene where he's Googling Lamont. Right. Or he's looking him up in the old UVA rosters. It is, And it is so ingrained in Judaism, which religion, especially one that old, does seem fairly timeless. These customs have been going yeah, on for so very long. True. Very true. All right. So, uh, Kelsey, how many Disney wand IDs? I would give this because I'm Kelsey Woolman and you're watching the Disney Channel. I dun, would dun, give dun, this, dun. I think, 7.5. Ooh. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I liked, obviously, that the parents were involved. It felt more like a whole family movie, like yeah. I've said several times. That's something I look for. And I really thought it was so different from everything else because of how they kept bringing it back to the Jewish history. Yeah, it was very different. Yeah. Although I have to say, and maybe it's just because of the basketball component, um, I do see a lot of overlap with the luck of the Irish. Because True. again, that's a very cultural, mm-hmm. you know, movie where um, you know, I don't know, that they, they go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. the Irish culture than, you know, we just normally think of with St. Patrick's Day. That's uh, true. So anyway, that's just something. I guess they could have gone deeper into the cultural differences between Lamont and the rest of them, but the focus was really on basketball. Yeah, but that just wasn't the point. And and I think right. it, it does a good job, um, you know, just with cultural awareness and, you know, sharing, like, this is something that not a lot of people do, but for the people who do it, it's very, very serious and, and solemn. Um, and it shapes their whole lives. And I, I think that they did a wonderful job showing that. So, okay, what uh, about you? I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, just just under you. I now that I've I've watched it, it I don't know that I'll watch it again. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, it it was a good movie. Yeah, uh, just through and through. I I appreciated it. Um, I I think they went uh, just because I like the Bible. I think that they stretched it a little bit too far uh, <laughs> with the story of the Maccabees. But again, that might just be because I don't know. I going to Catholic school through and through, I like, I don't know. There was a girl who was half Jewish, <laughs> you know, in my right. class. But like, I, I really, um, there's not a lot of Jewish people in Delaware where I grew up, you know? And so it's just not something that was on my radar so I just really appreciated uh having that insight again beyond just eight days of presence and dreidels and and Mm -hmm. all right excellent and next week we are actually taking the week off so there won't be a new episode um on the 25th but after that premiering on new year's day will be high school musical yeah and I couldn't be more excited I I have seen that movie more times than I know. Um, and I just can't wait to pick apart every single bit. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be so nostalgic. I can think of, yeah, so many times I've watched so this in my life. <laughs> I came across a video of, um, uh, what was it? The, um, the, the, the big dance that Ashley Tisdale does with her brother like towards the beginning Bop to the top no 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 no, no. Oh. the the um when they're auditioning mm-hmm. anyway we'll we'll get to it but i saw it on tiktok and i was like oh. i like remember dancing to this with my cousin <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so that'll be really good 
Okay. Right, so, so tell them where to follow us, Cece. Yeah. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube. Uh, and you can also follow us uh, by email or just get the podcast episodes at orgodecom.substack.com. All right. So I'm Cece Ciccone. And I'm Kelsey Bowman. And this is Go Big or Go Decom. We'll see you next time. Bye.